Welcome in to Lockdown Blackhawks for Tuesday, October 22nd, 2019. Thanks for joining me here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Jay Zawoski here with you, and I apologize yesterday for my voice, and I think it's actually getting worse, which isn't great for the podcasting jobs that I have, um, but I'm going to do my best to get through it. Hopefully it's not too distracting, and hopefully it doesn't get much worse than it is right now. I'm working on it. I'm sorry. It's a cold season, and I'm just sort of battling through it. So appreciate your patience. Want to tell you guys how to get a hold of the podcast? Follow the podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Blackhawks. Send an email, lockedonblackhawks at gmail.com. And, of course, leave us a voicemail, 708-653-0572. If you missed Monday's mailbag show, go check it out. Some good calls, some good emails, some good tweets. Uh, love doing those Monday mailbag shows. So if you want to get a question in, it's never too early. Send it in now. Send it in later this week. Whatever you want to do. If you want to leave a voicemail but you don't want to call the number, you can always just also record your voice and your voice memos and then email that to LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. It's a little bit of a simpler way to do it, and it also is inclusive for our listeners that are out of the United States. I just use a Google Hangouts phone number, basically, and that's what I use for the voicemail. So... If you want to leave us a message and the phone number doesn't work for you, that's the best way to do it. Record that voice memo on your phone and just email it right to LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. So tonight, the Blackhawks face off against the Golden Knights, uh, who lost. They got actually smoked in Philadelphia on Monday night, losing 6-2. to two. Uh, Not a good game for the Golden Knights. Maybe they're looking ahead to the Blackhawks. No, that's probably not true. Just uh, it, it wasn't pro- as as tough of a game and as bad of a game as the score would indicate Oscar Dansk the Golden Knights goalie struggled a little bit uh probably got a couple goals in he'd like to have back they also gave up three power play goals against and going into that game the Golden Knights had the NHL's top rated penalty kill the Hawks are about to play a really good team before the loss on Monday Vegas had won four of their last five and they're stacked offensively Their leading scorer, Mark Stone, has 13 points. Max Pacioretty has 10 points of his own. You can never forget about William Carlson. Riley Smith had a goal against Philly. Paul Stassi's there. Jonathan Marchessault's there. So pretty loaded team up front. Uh, Brandon Peary, former Blackhawk Brandon Peary, uh, only has one assist on a year, but uh, he had a really solid season last year for the Golden Knights. And, of course, uh, public enemy number one, the former St. Louis Blues winger Ryan Reeves, is part of the Golden Knights as well. So it's going to be a good test for the Blackhawks tonight. Really looking forward to see how they respond to a tough loss against the Capitals where they played really well. And Jeremy Cowan acknowledged that. A lot of the players after the game acknowledged how well they played and how some of the bounces went against them on Sunday night. I want to see the Hawks follow that performance up. I feel like every time they have a really good game, the next game is not as good. The game against Columbus was a definite letdown after the game against Edmonton, where they played really well. So you want to see them have a number of good games in a row here. And, you know, it is early in the season, but the Hawks have this home schedule. You're going to want to take advantage of that because later on in the season, it's going to catch up with you and you're going to have to make those ups. They start with seven home games in a row and they need to get the majority of those points. Right now, they've got five points in six games, which isn't terrible. But when you look at the rest of the league, Colorado, yes, they've played two more games. They have 15 points. Winnipeg has 10. Nashville has 9. St. Louis has 9. 
So the Hawks have some work to do. They've got some teams to catch up with, and uh, they're going to want to get on that soon. They've got to start making some hay, winning some games, putting together good efforts, one after the other after the other, if they're going to have a shot at winning this division and getting a playoff spot because the Western Conference is just too good. There's too many good teams. You know, the Edmonton Oilers were a team that a lot of us sort of counted out and said, yeah, you know, they're they're going to be bad again. So when you were sort of predicting the playoff layout, you didn't put them in there. They're 7-1-1. One, and one. They've got 15 points. Anaheim's a team that not, not a lot of people expected things from. They're 6-3. and three. Vancouver's 5-3. and three. So some of these teams that we maybe overlooked entering the season have had good starts. And look, it, it doesn't mean it's going to continue that way. Some of these teams will come down to earth, but you don't want these points to be slipping away. And Sunday's game, despite how well the Blackhawks played, two points slipped away. You would like to see them get those two points. So this Vegas team is a really, really good test. I think they're one of the stronger and deeper teams in the Western Conference. And now you have them coming off a brutal loss in Philadelphia on Monday night. They're going to want to make good on that. They're going to want to make up for that brutal performance. Sort of watching that game on Monday night, it's like, okay, they look like they're a little tired, a little out of gas. But when you get, get embarrassed, maybe they're going to come out guns blazing tonight. And they do lead the league in first period goals scored. So they're a team that starts hot and finishes strong. They've got 14 first period goals this year. The Hawks are going to have to be ready. They're going to have to be prepared. And hopefully they can withstand that initial onslaught and the Golden Knights start to tire out. After back-to-back games, traveling from Philly to Chicago overnight, getting in late, probably not sleeping as well as they'd like to. It's a good opportunity for the Hawks to get two points from a really good team, but they've got to be ready because the Golden Knights are going to come out. They're going to come out firing. They're going to come out ready to play. They always do, and the Hawks have to withstand it. Look, the first periods for the Hawks have been okay. It's been the second periods where historically this season they haven't been great. If they can withstand that first period onslaught, maybe Vegas plays himself out of the game a little bit. Look, I think the Hawks can beat Vegas on a good night anyway. I think the Hawks are probably a little better than they're getting credit for. Really interested to see who starts in goal. I'm going to get to that a little bit later in the show. But it's going to be a really good test, really exciting game. I'm very much looking forward. This is one of the games when I saw the schedule come out, one of the ones I sort of pinpointed and said, this is going to be one I'm really going to be interested in watching. I think the Golden Knights are fascinating. They've got so many good offensive players. They've got some good young defensemen that are being developed, and they've also got some veterans to help them out. Like Derek England was talking uh, before the game on Monday about Bischoff, their young defenseman, and he looked good. Took a bad penalty, but looked good otherwise. Uh, they've got some good young players in that team. They're going to be good for a long time. Vegas is going to be there for a while. So they did a great job at the expansion draft, and uh, this matchup is going to be one that uh, I hope lives up to my expectations. It's going to be a fun night tonight at the United Center. It is Locked On Blackhawks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for joining me, Jay Zawoski. Again, sorry for the voice. I'm really working on it. Uh, it's uh, it's hanging in there. I think I got a couple more segments left of me before I got to call it. But uh, thanks for your patience. Thanks for hanging out. And thanks, for, as always, for listening to Locked On Blackhawks. 
Uh, remember, tell a friend, rate, review, subscribe, all those good things. They help out tremendously, more than you'll actually ever know. Uh, they are extremely valuable to any podcaster. So let your hockey-loving friends and coworkers know about Lockdown Blackhawks. By the way, White Sox fans can't tell you yet, but some exciting news coming your way from the Lockdown Podcast Network. Uh, I'll let the network and the hosts of the show handle it, but some exciting news coming your way very, very, very soon. I could not be more excited about that. Anyway, last segment, I mentioned how I was uh, interested to see how the goalie situation is going to play out this year. And last time I came on this podcast and said, Robin Leonard should absolutely start. He should get the start, blah, 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 blah. Corey Crawford came out. It was outstanding. So I'm hesitant to do this again. And I'm not sure if it's going to, I, I guess if Corey Crawford plays well, it's not necessarily backfiring, but I've seen enough this year. To confidently say, I think Robin Leonard is the better goalie right now. And if you listen to the podcast every day, first of all, thank you. Second of all, I apologize for repeating myself a little bit on this. But this has been a thing with me and Cowlton all summer and leading up to the season. Will he play the best player, the most worthy player, or will he play... The guy who's been here, the guy who's the veteran, the guy with the skins on a wall and the hardware with the Blackhawks. If he's playing the best player, Robin Leonard should be the starting goalie and get the bulk of starts. If you want to do, you know, two out of three or three out of five, whatever, if you still want to have it pretty balanced, great. But I think Robin Leonard needs to become goalie 1A. If you're going to call it 1A and 1B, I think Robin Leonard right now is 1A, and I'd really like to see him get the start against the Golden Knights tonight. Of course, we'll find out after the morning skate if it's going to be Crawford, if it's going to be Leonard. Who knows? The other thing is the Hawks didn't practice on Monday. They had an optional on Saturday. Then they had an optional morning skate on Sunday, and then they played Sunday. And I thought Monday for sure they were going to practice because Kirby Doc has not officially had a practice since he's been recalled they didn't practice monday either it was another optional skate so tuesday morning's morning skate that's when we're going to find out a lot about the lineups about the lines and those sort of things um i'm very interested to see is doc going to play again i think so right that's why he's here that's the whole point is robin leonard going to start i hope so he deserves to interested in what you guys feel about this and, and this sort of thing you don't have to wait for mailbag monday to get in touch with me, send me a tweet. Send me an uh, email. Hell, send me a voicemail if you want. I want to know your thoughts on this because I, I'm sort of conflicted about it. I have long been a Corey Crawford supporter. And anyone that's listened to the Madhouse podcast knows that I've been one of his number one defenders over the years when a lot of the fans in town started to turn on Corey Crawford. When Scott Darling was here and people fell in love with him because he's local and he did a good job and blah, 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 blah. I'd remind people, look. Scott Darling is nice guy, good goalie, but Corey Crawford is Corey effing Crawford, and he deserves to play. He deserves to be the starter, and he. I still believe, even to this day, as I'm making the argument for Robin Leonard to be the starter, I think Corey Crawford is one of the more criminally underrated Chicago athletes of all time, and I say that without hesitation and without fear. What he has done for this city, two Stanley Cups, and 
all-star level play most years of his career. That guy gets more beef than anyone. Other people maybe deserve it, but as far as undeserved criticism, Corey Crawford takes the cake. And I think it all goes back to that Stanley Cup final game where Crawford gave up five glove hand goals against Boston. This narrative came out that Corey Crawford's a bad goalie. Corey Crawford won that game. That game where he gave up five glove hand goals, took a rest, gave up six goals. Sure, they weren't all to the same place, coincidentally, but he gave up six goals. And Corey Crawford won the series and won the cup. This has dogged him for too long, and it annoys me. That said, right now, with Corey Crawford, 36 years old, and Robin Leonard, what, 28, 29 years old? Leonard right now is the better goalie, and you need to maximize these years you have left of Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane and Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook. You have to, if you're trying to win, which is what it appears the Blackhawks are trying to do right now, because they haven't traded any of these core pieces at all. If you're truly trying to win, you've got to play the best players. And right now, Robin Leonard is the best goalie, and he should be the guy that gets the bulk of starts. I don't think that's a controversial thing to say. If Corey Crawford was the guy who was playing better, if Corey Crawford was the guy who had earned the playing time, then by all means. And I don't think he was bad on Sunday night. But I'm seeing him a little slow post to post. I'm seeing him misplay pucks now and again. He just doesn't have the consistency that he had earlier in his career. Maybe he can get it back. I'm not saying this should be permanent, but the luxury of having two really, really solid goalies is that you can ride the hot hand. And if you do that, right now, Robin Leonard is your guy. I don't think there's any question about it. He's been the better goalie. And until he's not, I want him to start, especially against Western Conference teams, especially at home, as these opportunities start to slip away a little bit. They've got to, got to, got to get points when they can. The Hawks play on Tuesday. Then they play again against the Flyers on Thursday. It's busy. They play Saturday against the Hurricanes. They got the Kings on Sunday. There's a lot of games coming up here. There's a lot of points they should take, and there's a lot of games against tough opponents. So they've got to maximize these opportunities at home. They've got to get as many points as they can when they're available. And right now, in my opinion... The best way to get two points is to start Robin Leonard in goal. It's Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Jay Zawoski with you here. And with the Hawks having an off day on Monday, not a ton of news to get to. Obviously, they play the Golden Knights tonight, but want to get to this list that was published late last week. The uh, annual 2019, it's not the annual 2019 Players Poll, it's the NHL Poll. Uh, the players vote on it for the athletic and their hockey reporters talked to about uh, 198 players. Exactly. It says, so they went around and asked NHL players who they thought of, you know, who is the best player in the league? Who's most underrated? Who's most overrated? Things like that. So let me go down the list here as it's presented on the athletic. And by the way, uh, I do not work for the athletic. I'm not paid by the athletic, but if you are not a subscriber to the athletic, you're doing it wrong. It is the absolute best Sports coverage, they do hockey better than anybody. They've got Scott Powers and Mark Lazarus locally in town covering the Blackhawks, and I think those are two of the best. I think Scott Powers 
goes above and beyond more than any reporter I've ever seen. Uh, just an absolutely great reporter. And Mark Lazarus, obviously, has been around for all the Stanley Cups, been around for years, and, and a great writer in his own right. So great coverage from The Athletic all the time, but especially the hockey and especially the Blackhawks. Make sure if you're not a subscriber, you become one because there's always deals going on and it's important to support journalism in this day and age. All right, so the first question is, who is the best all-around player in the NHL today? And again, this is 198 players from around the NHL. 4% say Nikita Kucherov. Another 4% say Alexander Barkov from the Florida Panthers. 11% say Patrice Bergeron. 25% say Connor McDavid. And running away with it, still 48% of the players polled believe Sidney Crosby is still the best all-around player in the NHL. That's saying something. With Connor McDavid well into his prime, that is saying something that 48% still thinks Sidney Crosby is the best player in the, in the NHL. Next question. Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final, who do you want starting in goal? 6% said Braden Holpe of the Capitals. 7% said Jonathan Quick of the Kings. 15% said Andre Vasilevsky of the Lightning. 16% said Marc-Andre Fleury of the Golden Knights. And 28% said Carey Price of the Montreal Canadiens. Carey Price has sort of been the guy who, throughout his career, has been considered the best. And it's sort of a shame that he's never gotten an extended playoff run to really show off and to really shine on the national scale. Of course, he's huge in Canada because hockey's huge in Canada. But I think if you walked outside and asked 100 people on Michigan Avenue who Carey Price is, I wonder how many would be able to answer that question. He's an absolute Hall of Famer. He's a great goalie. And I, I don't have much issue with that list. I really don't. I think that's probably pretty accurate. Next question. Who is the most underrated player in the National Hockey League? 5% say Mark Giordano. That's a really good one, by the way. Mark Giordano uh, is a player who's been really good for a long time, and maybe it's because he's with Calgary. Who knows? But he's never gotten the credit he deserved. I think last season he finally, finally, finally got the credit that he deserved. Jared Spurgeon comes in at 6%. Braden Point at 8%. Nicholas Backstrom, 8%. And number one is the most underrated player in the NHL, Alexander Barkov, 26%. Now to the fun list. Who's the most overrated player in the NHL? And these are, are pretty interesting. Um, Eric Carlson at 4%. Now, I wonder if this was asked a year ago. I should go back and check. Eric Carlson's had a pretty big drop-off over the last calendar year. Uh, signed the big deal with San Jose. He's going to be there for a long time. But his game is already in decline. And it's going to be interesting to see how that works out for San Jose down the road. He comes in at 4%. Also at 4% is Dion Phaneuf, 6% for Aaron Ekblad, 9% for Patrick Laine, and at 23%, P.K. Subban. And I love P.K. Subban. I think he's awesome. I think he's a great personality. I'd love if he was on the Blackhawks, but he's worn out his welcome now in Montreal. He's worn out his welcome quickly in Nashville. Maybe there's a little more to P.K. Subban than we know. I don't think so but the fact that Nashville sort of just bailed on that whole thing so quickly that was very surprising to me and it, it might say something who knows and I know the NHL is an old-fashioned league and they don't like guys who 
I'm using air quotes here because I don't believe this, make it about themselves. But guess what? The league needs more personalities. They need more people who are fun to watch and who are exciting and who celebrate and enjoy the game. God forbid, right? God forbid more guys are like P.K. Subban. All right, next question. Which coach, aside from your own, would you most want to play for? 6% said John Tortorella. That, to me, is a surprise. Another 6% said Paul Maurice. 11% said Barry Trotz. And splitting the vote with 23% each, Gerard Gallant and John Cooper. Next question. Which coach, aside from your own, would you not want to play for? 3% say Guy Boucher. 11% say Randy Carlisle. 15% say Mike Babcock. 27% say Ken Hitchcock. And 30% say John Tortorella. Interesting that Tortorella is on both lists. 6% said they would love to play for him. 30% said absolutely not. That's the guy I want to play for the least. Next question. What is the most fun city to visit on the road? 10% say New York. 12% say Vancouver. 13% say Chicago. 19% say Nashville. And no surprise, at, to- at the top, 26% of NHL players polled, say, Vegas. What is the worst city to visit on the road? Detroit, not on the list, believe it or not. And I actually had a good time in Detroit, so don't knock it. I went to Detroit for a Wings and Maple Leafs game, and I really had a good time, and I did not fear for my life at any point. So, look, people say that about Chicago. Oh, you're going to Chicago? You're going to get shot. It's it's not like that. Stop. It's ridiculous. All right, worst city to visit on the road. 5% Carolina, which I found kind of odd. 8% Edmonton. 12% Ottawa, 15% Buffalo, and 38% Winnipeg. Oh, you don't want to go and freeze your balls off in the middle of winter in Winnipeg? Why not? What's wrong with you? Seems like a lot of fun. Which team has the best fans? 7% for the Blackhawks, 8% for the Jets, 11% for the Predators, 18% for Montreal, and 28% for the Golden Knights. That's a kind of quick after one season to call them the best fans, but all right. Uh, Which team has the worst fans? 3% to the Islanders, 6% to the Flyers, 12% to the Hurricanes, 18% to the Coyotes, and 48% to the Panthers, who average the second worst attendance in the league, just over 13,000 per game. Should the NHL's current playoff format be changed? 60% said yes, 40% said no. This next one, really interesting. Should NHL players play in the Olympics? 99% of the 198 players polled said yes. There is a single voter that said no because he doesn't like stopping the season. Very, very interesting. I love the players in the Olympics. I think it's great. And the country gets into it when USA is good, when they make some noise. It's really a great thing for the league to expose their players to a bunch of people that probably wouldn't otherwise watch it. It's a no-brainer. I don't know. I just the, the NHL thinking is so backwards sometimes. If you have the opportunity to put your best players on the world stage, you're talking about growing the game. You have the Hawks start the season in Prague, and you're not going to play in the Olympics? That's ludicrous. It's so dumb. And hopefully when the next games roll around, they'll figure it out and get these players uh, in front of the big international audiences because the best way to grow your game is for people to see it. All right, that's going to do it for today's edition of Lockdown Blackhawks. Join me tomorrow. We'll be breaking down the game against the Golden Knights. We'll do the pluses and minuses. We'll go down to number line. We'll do all those fun 
game day things we do. Then on Thursday, we'll do the three star Thursdays. And then it will be Friday before you know it. So uh, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for telling a friend. Thanks for rating and reviewing and subscribing and all those great things. Of course, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, but also you can find us on Pocket Casts, Stitcher, Spotify, all those wonderful places you find your podcasts. Lockdown Blackhawks and the Lockdown Podcast Network are there. So thanks again for tuning in. I will talk to you on Wednesday. This is Jay Zawoski on Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.